What's happening? Welcome to the first season of Apples and Snakes, the podcast. I'm your host, Yomi Shode. And this season, we will be focusing on what it means to be black, British and a poet or spoken word artist. If you're interested in getting a greater insight into the journeys of some of your faves, then join us and keep listening. Saying that, if you do like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Apples and Snakes, the podcast. The episode before the episode, you know what I mean? Like the kind of intro episode to what it is. I, my name is Yomi Shode. Um, I am the host of the first season of Apples and Snakes, the podcast. Um, and I am talking with the person, the individual, the producer of producers, the one that's made it all happen, really. Like how, how, the, the reason why I am like here in this position right now is because of producing that. Producing that, Natalie, um, <laughs> what can I say? What can I say that has not been said? Fam, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, I was reluctant in, in accepting the invitation <laughs> to do this for the time being like I was just like how, how on a scale of like <laughs> I don't know zero to ten how like nah I'm not doing it was I like uh, please remind me before doing this for months I was telling Yomi that I think he should start a podcast him and his friends you know whatever it is and he was just like nope I'm not doing podcasts I'm a poet I'm a poet so then I had to go back to them to say, no, Yomi's not hosting it. And then towards the ending, when it was time to start thinking about, you know, setting that recording date, I was like, I came with my puppy dog eyes. <laughs> saying, are you sure? Are you sure you, you don't want to host the first season for me? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, just a backtrack. I don't think it's necessarily got anything to do with like me being a poet. That's why I don't want to do it. I think genuinely... I just don't like to put myself <laughs> yeah. in these kind of positions like that. It's not necessarily like, I like, I really like the behind the scenes stuff. I enjoy that. This is kind of forefront business and it was just that. But I suppose in relation to the people that I was talking to on a podcast, I was like, how, how can I not be part of this legacy project? I feel like it is a legacy project. I feel like, and I was absolutely right. Like every single conversation had just left me in a point of reflection. And it's those, those moments that, that kind of, that strike to me, you know? And it's just a pleasure to talk to you because you, you, you made this happen. You, you, you <laughs> pitched this to the team and you spoke to each poet individually. I mean, please don't oversell it. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm absolutely going to sell it. I'm selling the hell out of it. Yeah. That's just what, I, that's just what I'm doing. Yeah. And um, there's a f I've got some questions, right? And I'm very interested in, I'm, inter I'm interested to know why, why this was important for you in terms of like, why, 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 why the podcast, why the theme, um, why mm -hmm. now? Yeah, yeah, let's kick off with that one, Bridget. Okay, cool. Like, what were those, why, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Um, so it's a bit, I guess it's a twofold, isn't it? So the main, so at Apples and Snakes, Lisa, Lisa Mead has always wanted to um, start a podcast. And I guess it was just, there was just so much happening. And then last year, dreaded 2020, when we went into lockdown, you know, lots of different organizations, including Apples, had to shift the way that we were working. And then throughout the summer, you know, we had um, the uprisings as a result of the murder of George Floyd. And, and then the sector started having all of these different conversations around holding itself accountable. And um, Lisa, Apples, like the team, like all of us, we wanted it to, we wanted whatever we did to be something that was meaningful, something that wasn't just about a black square and an anti-racism statement, but something that um, started to unpick things, tell stories, um, you know, let people know and understand about the journeys that black British poets have. Originally, we spoke about whether we would do a season of um, online events. So we have had a regular event called At Home that, that was produced by Tom McAndrew. And there were conversations about whether we should do uh, an At Home series that was just black British poets. And then in the end, it, it, it we settled on on the podcast, basically, as a way to kind of start it, start the thing that, had been in conversation for so long around starting a podcast and then it felt like the right subject matter for it was meant to be around Black British um, poetry. Why it's important to me, or I say Black British poets, and why it's important to me is that, so I, um, I have been in one way or another involved in the scene for a long time since about 2004 and so I've seen loads and loads and loads of amazing black British poets just not have access be kind of like put in a little box that was outside of the mainstream where only a few make it and then there was like a real feeling of a, like a one in one out situation and so if a black person was was able to get a gig, maybe it displaced another black person or maybe it then meant that they were the only one that would be allowed. And that was, that's just sad. You know, anyone that knows me knows that the, the, the priority for me when it comes to the kind of stories that I want to tell are around the African and Caribbean diaspora. And so this felt perfect, man. Felt like the perfect thing to um, kick off the podcast with. Um, just to kind of go back to it, I'm not sure if people caught what you said or if they'll catch it. <laughs> you said, yeah, that you've been in this since 2004. Yeah. These times, 2004 for me, I'm at like Razor Records in Wolf Road buying vinyls, like grime vinyls. I'm going to like, I'm at Uptown Records in like the West End or wherever it is or Croydon or like Apple t- getting vinyls this is my life type thing right so you from 2004 for the most part you've been gracing stages and you know we need to talk about that for like a small tiny bit producing that (laughs) just a little bit because 
<laughs> not many people, and I guess this was something that I kind of went into conversations with in 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 the podcast. But when we talk about that phase, because I started, I, I I touched Mike, I was gracing these stages from two thousand and seven, and even in that at that point, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. You you yeah. you literally like 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 you know it. You know you go on that stage. The last thing people want to hear mm-hmm. is. Our poets coming on because people are like, "Yeah, man, this is my time to go to the toilet." In it, this is this is my time to go get a drink. So, <laughs> yeah. in yeah. <laughs> how's that journey been like for you? If you've never been the poet that's supposed to open I a comedy night, don't you don't know, know what stress is stress as a poet. Yeah. that kind of situation. <laughs> Because when they announce you and you stand in front of people and they're like, oh, and you have to own and control that room instead of running off. (laughs) You don't know what stress is, man. If you've not had to be in those spaces where you're competing with musicians and singers and rappers and comedians with, with these big bands and you there come with your... Your little acapella poem. So is this part of that process then? Like, because you've 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 been in those situations where you've been the poet that's come on before the yeah. before the comedian that people are waiting to hear. Do you know what I mean? And you've you've mm-hmm. commanded stages and you've mm-hmm. you've held it and you've walked off gracefully and people want to know when where to hear you next. Blah 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 blah. So when you go through that phase, in regards to this podcast, are you trying to? Not necessarily bring the nostalgia back, but are you? Are you? Is this a reminder to let you know emerging artists just understand some of the ilk, some of the folks have kind of opened the opened the door, so to speak, for them to be doing what they're doing in a more kind of comfortable setting? And is it also, and is it also mm-hmm. a form of appreciation, like when you get on that stage, actually do what you're doing and take it serious, because some people have actually <laughs> they've gone through a lot. <laughs> when they've been on these stages. Did you have yeah. that in mind when you were thinking about this or was it like, mm-hmm. I don't know, something other than what I just explained or just, yeah, just spoke to you about? One of the things that was uh, was important when it came to the podcast was that we made sure that all of the conversations were intergenerational. And I think when when that when that element came into play, the intergenerational element, it it meant that I, like for me, I tried harder to reach back into that world um, and and start to give access to some of the people that um, yeah. were part of my early journey. You know, people like Ni Aikwe Parks and, and Kat Francois and Zena Edwards. Like I, when I was a fresh, young, fledgling poet, um, they were there. Like I, I went to events and, and saw them, you know. So yeah, um, it was important to, and I think I'm hoping that as as the seasons develop and and we do more and more recordings, that I'll get to reach back even more into and you, be able to use some of the people that have had to completely like switch and change their career, or you know that are still doing it, but in like a little box. There's almost like one of the things that I definitely noticed was that as you start to move into, I guess what's a more mainstream poetry world a lot of black poets just aren't allowed they're they're um they're considered too radical or or not highbrow enough or you know there's something about the way that we we want to tell our stories that the mainstream sector 
isn't comfortable with. Uh, and even now you still have those pockets like there's, there are pockets that exist outside of this space. And, um, and I really feel like this is an opportunity to start merging those I, um, different I'm, worlds. I'm thankful that at least for this first season to, to, to be, to just bear witness to just talking to amazing people. And I know that like, this is the first of, you know, many seasons, hopefully many, many seasons to come type thing. And, and, and it's going on various journeys and I look forward to who the host is going to be for season two and what have you. And, and them thoughts there. And I'm thinking about process. I'm thinking about, um, the, how you get to the point of the theme. Um, how did you decide the themes Mm. for this season? And I don't know, I might be privy to some exclusive news that you might want to share with people, but if you're already thinking of season two, like how are you getting to that point of deciding, okay, this is what I want it to be about. I think for the purpose of this, let's just stick to season one and then I'll do my best to kind of tease out season two if I can. So when we initially started talking about the podcast, we we knew that we wanted to tell black stories, but we just didn't know what ones. And then myself, Layla who um, also works for Apples and Lisa had so many meetings (laughs) trying to figure it out. We did brainstorming. We did like all sorts of things, you know, like just trying to figure out how we would, what we would cover, how we would do that. Um, And in the end, we just, we just, I guess we just had that moment where we were like, let's just tell like have lots of different conversations that still center around that black British experience. And then in terms of the final five topics that we loosely looked at or or included in the conversations, it was just throwing options out and thinking about who would be good for that or even the other way around. So thinking about, okay, we'd really like to talk to this person, you know, what's the overarching theme almost that could fit with that person in conversation and then who would they match well with so that we could have these conversations. You're excited about it though, yeah? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's, for many people don't, may not know, but so I joined Apples and Snakes in mm. 2016, I think it was, to do finance. So my whole working career, I've always done finance and anything creative has been as my side hustle. And then towards maybe like mid towards the ending of last year, um, I started to have serious conversations with Lisa about whether or not I could move into actually producing with apples. And um, when we entered 2021, after the crap that we Mm. had for 2020 (laughs) was the first, it's the first time in my entire working career that I've had only a creative job. Like I started 2021 as a producer and just, as that, like no, mm. no more finance, mm. man. It's weird. No, you're producing that boy. Listen, I feel like is there is there, <laughs> this is like what the alter ego? Do you know what I mean? It was just it was like producing that. Wait, wait, wait. Formerly, formerly, you know, poet known as. Do you know what I mean? This is I haven't really dug into this poetry bag. You see, I've been I've been sliding <laughs> through. I keep going back into two thousand and four. We don't need to dig into so any back bag. Back to the poetry days. And I still stand the test of time to just be like, yeah, you're writing. 
gets me nervous. I wouldn't say you retired because you wouldn't say that you retired. You just said, you know what? This is just a new bag for me to look into. And then we just venture into it. So does that mean that we could, we could still get like a, a, a comeback <laughs> no. or something? Like, <laughs> will you be one of the poets that we're talking no. to? <laughs> Uh, no <laughs> no 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 and I mean we'll say yeah we'll definitely not say that I retired because that's um, you know I feel like Jay-Z's yeah, retired a few it. times this is it this is it <laughs> I just realised that poetry like me me reading performing writing poems was not the thing that I was yeah. going to do forever not like you, in it, man. Like Penguin Press published Just, author <laughs> Yami Shade. You're silly for that. You're silly. You're silly. You're very silly. You're very, very silly. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to know, or your, your, in terms of who's on, a, yeah. who's on the, um, who's on a podcast. You've already spoke about the process and you getting there. Yeah. I suppose uh, we, not every topic can be covered, right? And I'm I'm wondering from your perspective, no. like yeah. how will you, you know, going forward, how how do you feel you might respond in knowing that you can't cover every topic? There are some topics that and themes that you know that you do want to you do want to look into. Um, but at the same time you can't please everyone. Like your role as a producer is not the easiest role. Yeah. Like so I'm sure when people, some folks might listen to all the episodes and feel like, but they didn't cover this or they didn't cover this within, you know, black British poets and what have you. So what are your thoughts in regard? Have you thought about it? Have you even thought about that in terms of just like, okay, I can't get everything, but how, what are my thoughts? What is, what's my commitment going forward as a producer? So because this is just season one, it means that there's so much more scope to tell more stories, speak to more people. You know, we know that, I mean, it's a, it's a 10 episode podcast, isn't it? Yeah. We're not going to cover everything. It's just some of the things, some of the stories, some of the people. And then next season, there'll be some new stories, new people, new things. And that's it, you know. And people can even, when you're listening to this, listening to the podcast, if you're feeling that way, just mm. send us a tweet. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about, you know, and maybe it will end up programmed into an, one of the um, other seasons. But yeah, ma'am, can't do it all in it in in one in one season. We just keep keep pushing. And and in saying that, do you mind talking a bit about the episodes, the conversations, the 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 people that have been invited on to be part of this 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 legacy project? I'm really happy with this this lineup, man. We had some really 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 great conversations. Listening to it. Uh, the first time listening back to it, you know, like during the editing process has been, yeah, man. So we had, um, we had Casey Bailey and, and Q talking about poetry and education. You know, we, we covered topics around, you know, how poetry can feel really isolating and, and how difficult it can be, can be to connect to the kind of poetry that they taught us at school. So for me, I remember they taught us poems that were by old white men and they were about the war. And then whenever they wanted you to, to analyze their poems, it had to be analyzed in a specific way with a certain outcome. And so there was that real feeling that, 
maybe you just didn't understand it or you couldn't connect with it because they were really specific with what they wanted. And and I don't know anything about war or or the experience of experiences of these old men when it came to war so I couldn't connect and and now we're looking at a different landscape with you know poets that we both know sitting on the curriculum and and how that's changing and how how much it needs to yeah so that's Casey Bailey and Q talking about poetry and education we had Xena Edwards and Eclipse um and the conversation topic for that one was around the the notion that sometimes for us our stories need music man we come from communities that sing and that dance, that um, we tell stories, we like all of that. And so there's all this richness that sometimes is necessary in the way that we tell our stories to add nuance and feeling and, you know, all of those things. And sometimes for mainstream poetry, that means that it's not considered highbrow enough. It's not considered poetry. And um, so, yeah, that was something that I thought was important. We had Kat Francois and Reese Williams talking about the importance of owning and telling our own stories. You know, we've seen in this sector over the summer months and, and into the autumn when when organisations were, you know, declaring their, the numbers of the demographics of their staff. And, you know, we can see that those programming for us are overwhelmingly white middle-class people. And that means that our stories aren't are going to be picked based on what they connect with as opposed to us being able to tell the things that that we feel and the things that we're connected to and both Kat and Reese are really fierce in 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 making sure that the stories that they tell are told in in the way that they want them to be told we spoke with Khadija Ibrahim and Malaika Kagodi about why it's important that we include national voices in all of those conversations there's that real London centric thing around what makes good poetry or where good poetry exists and on the fringes almost or pushed to the fringes you have those national voices and then just to dig even further there's the rural voices and so when you think about black poets that are you know sitting nationally or in, in rural spaces, they're forgotten about even more so. And then last and but definitely not least, we had Ni Aikwe Parks and Caleb Femi and the overarching topic there was around publishing Ni with Flip Tie that celebrated 20 years and then Caleb who, you know, in my opinion, when it came to poor and, and the process of releasing poor, I feel like some massive changes were made on the landscape in how they that was promoted um while we're talking well, about publishing though isn't it when we had that when we had when we had that recording everyone was talking about publishing and yomi was like you know my manuscript is you know we're shopping my manuscript at the moment and that process and blah 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 what he couldn't really say in that podcast was that it was like under offer so we we knew we knew that well i mean not we but I and I knew that it had already been picked up by a major publishing house, like the major publishing house, the the Why biggest you? publishing house in the world, Why isn't you it? Doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and then recently, recently we we had the announcement that um, via bookseller that Yomi's very first poetry collection titled Mannerism was picked up by none other than Penguin Press. You're doing live air horns of your mouth. Yeah. 
<laughs> ooh, ooh, your mouth. <laughs> oh. I bet people didn't know that though, didn't they? They thought it was a real air horn. <laughs> <laughs> so a very in a very a very very sick lineup then. Yeah, man. It's it's exciting. A very a very sick lineup. Um Yeah, really, really exciting. Yeah. How how do you want listeners to, to um how do you want how do you want listeners to, to 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 take this season in? In the words of Shaka Campbell, how do you want them to listen different? You want them to listen different. So how do you how do you want them to how do you want folks to listen to listen different um when when they press play? I just think that I want them to just be open, innit? When I know that like now on when we have conversations or on social media, or I guess social media is like the the leading way that we communicate these days because we've been locked up for so long. You know, whenever something around blackness is mentioned, there's like sighs or or cries of wokeness gone mm. mad, you know, stuff like that. And I really want people to just like just hear these stories by these amazing people. All of them have achieved some amazing, amazing things and and changed things you know the 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 elders have changed things for the next generation and then this generation are changing things for that the generation that comes after them and and I think it's important to to just listen and to just hear and learn man learn I I am just to go on record and say you know while there there are so many names so many organizations so many initiatives that have supported um, black British, British writers um, over the years. Um, I just want to just yeah. just blanket and just just say thank you. I just want to just kind of just 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 say that I think it's very very important. And also, I just want to big up the the mentors over time and, and writers over time that have taken have taken you know a step out of their busy schedules and just 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 supported emerging writers or, or younger writers like myself you know when the book when when mannerism was announced roger called me roger stayed on the phone for 45 minutes while i was going to pick up my boy from from <laughs> from school mm. <laughs> i'm talking to him and he's just kind of taking me through the process of what the next year is going to be like and how i should start to prep myself nobody forced him to do that you know and a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes and I just want to just, again, commend and give the flowers to mentors, to writers, some seasoned writers, the elders, the organizations that are supporting black British poets, writers, creatives continuously. Um, yeah. And again, large up apples and snakes for, for, for supporting writers over time, even to a point now that I'm hosting a whole podcast because this weren't me. Huh? Like <laughs> this, this, this weren't me. <laughs> like this time in 2020, <laughs> but they've consistently pushed me as an artist, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, listen, I've tried to get my formal on because it gets a bit. It, the ruckus <laughs> is on in the following episodes, producer. <laughs> that. I've done my best to be as formal as I can be in our conversation, you know? Um, 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 I'm trying to think of a last way just to, just to, I think I've asked, what, I think I've kind of checked, yeah, the, 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 the boxes and the discussion All points. All the boxes. 
um, do you mind sharing a poem for us to kind of sign us out type thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. This guy's not serious I tried, at all. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I will say the thing though, this is the signature. Folks, you need to um like, subscribe, rate us. Producing that. I'm I'm doing I'm doing the job out here. Is it is it you need they need to rate us? They need to rate us on, on Apple Podcasts, right? To kind of get this kind of doing what it needs to be doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- rate and rate review. And review this do you know rate and review how this goes forward um sit back relax listen to it after you listen to the episodes call up a friend we like and review us and 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 subscribe obviously but call someone talk to them about each episode there's a lot of episodes and a lot of fruitful conversations had um i'm i'm so happy to be part of it i'm so so happy to be part of it and i'm glad that your journey in 2021 kicked off as producer yeah do you know what i mean and i look i look forward yeah, to man, me too the next i don't know the next project the next set of projects yeah so thank mm-hmm. you thank you for tuning in so now the next motion is you just stay tuned not, not even don't even go nowhere just just stick around because we're going straight into the next episode and we're going to the next episode yeah. the first episode am i not gassed i am gassed <laughs> anyway, let me stop my noise anyway enjoy <laughs> bye-bye bye thank you for listening to apples and snakes the podcast i've been your host yomi shode And I hope you've enjoyed today's deep dive into the lives of black British poets and creatives. Big ups to audio producer Drew Hawley at the Lab Studios. If you want to find out more about Apples and Snakes, head over to www.applesandsnakes.org and follow Apples and Snakes on all social media channels. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, please, please, Please subscribe wherever you would usually listen to your podcast and rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.